welcome to the Momgasm podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Welcome to this week's episode of the Momgasm podcast. First and foremost, I need to apologize for the poor quality of the audio on this episode. Um, It is what it is. But this week, we got to interview the incredible yogi mom and goddess, Sam Alina. Sam is a mom of six, and she still gets it on six times a day. No word of a lie. So, we got talking about the reality of making time for sex, and more importantly, you. Our conversation with Sam was filled with lots of wisdom, inspiration, and her secret for lots and lots of juicy sex. But with that being said, we want to remind you that one person's recipe for success may not work for you or us. One of our missions for Momgasm is to explore and respect all preferences, choices, and boundaries. We all have different lives, circumstances, needs, and wants. And it's important to honor and respect your own story. So although a lot of what she shares is really inspiring, we want to remind you not to compare your story to hers or your sex life to hers. Where you are right now is exactly where you need to be. And your sexuality is not a reflection of others' needs, but your own, first and foremost. So after all that, sit back, relax, and enjoy this juicy episode. That's the best. Yeah. Because I didn't tell anybody. I told everyone that I was leaving. And then Dale goes, now that she's gone, guys, don't go visit her in the car. And I was like, dude. You don't tell them. I didn't tell them I was going to the car. But thanks for outing me. Oh, God damn it. Why yeah. would you do that? I, I don't know. One of those days. It's been, it's been a weird few days. We were literally just talking about how it's been a little bit of a weird few days. Yeah. This whole, like, eclipse moon fuckery. Moon. It being yeah. season. Emotion ocean. Emotion ocean. <laughs> it's just like... No way. Yeah, I agree. And I have a cancer in my house, and she is... Like, she's normally really easy going and whatever, but she has been a mess, like a hot mess. And this is not like her. I've had to send her to her room outside. I'm like, where I don't even care. Wherever you go, just get away from me for five minutes <laughs> because he's not getting along right now. My Taurus energy and her cancer energy at the moment. <laughs> Are just uh, not jiving. No. This is really interesting to me because so Alexis is Taurus. Yeah. And Fallon is Cancer. And normally they get along really well. And and right now Alexis has been like, no, I don't want you to play with me right now. Like, I I don't want you to play with me. (laughs) I don't want you. Okay. (laughs) As you, not me. Is Alexis um, the Cancer? 
No, Alexis is the Taurus. So, oh, but, that, but Fallon has been extra as fuck this week. Fucking A, Cancers. Woo! <laughs> I tell you. But it's like not in her personality to be like that. And I know she's a tween. She's in that like. Yeah. Because Ruby was in it last year where it was just like moody for no reason. You would look at her, walk by her the wrong way. And it was like, stop! Like, I what remember am I- being that though. Mm-hmm. I was like, like that. I'm a cancer, and I was like that when I was a tween. Uh, I, I, well, I've been like that since I was a baby, and I still I fucking like, did am. That, did, did that, <laughs> that never went that? away. That never went away. Um, and my niece, she's a cancer, and we. Um, sorry, I'm looking at Jess. Sorry, I'm like really, that's really weird. About what's happening right now? <laughs> Sarah, do you want kombucha? Sure, Jeff. Sure, Jeff. <laughs> yes. Um, I yeah. have champagne, but... Oh, are you drinking a mimosa? Yeah, sure am. Fucking A. That's With ice. Yeah. That's delightful. Nice. Normally, it's my breakfast drink, but I was like, you know what? This is a celebration. This yes! A celebration. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, do I, it live. It's a do, do it live. Uh, I feel like... That's an old fucking reference. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we could talk about, like, astrology and the the interestingness yeah. of oh yeah of raising tweens which is another conversation that i sure as shit want to get into another yeah. time because i am terrified i'm ter- i have four of them right you now. amaze the living shit out of me like you i i i don't even know how you do it i don't even know which is why i was like we need to have you on the show and just gab about like being a mom number one but being a mom with six humans Six fucking humans. <laughs> Holy fuck. I like want to bolt my windows up right now. <laughs> like, okay. I think the other thing I think the other thing that, that that makes this even more delightful is the other day you and I were having a conversation. We we're like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll have another one. Maybe. Cause I I know, and I just was at a birth. And oh. so I, yeah, now I'm like, please, 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 please. But oh. then I had a day like yesterday and I'm like, fuck no. No. Yeah. Shutting it down. Yeah. Closing it's, the gates. Gates gates closed forever, indefinitely. <laughs> no more. I feel like I had a question. Right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what just happened? I started. I, I'm really confused because Jeff. I heard is, the intake of the breath. Because Jeff is so fucking texting me about kombucha. I, know, I saw elderberry, <laughs> ginger, or something else. I was like, just pick a fucking kombucha and give it to me. I wanted stop fucking texting me. I'm trying to record a podcast. <laughs> Which he texted back. Okay. Why would? Oh. You- Right, I guess. I was like, that's nice. (laughs) But you're right. You should have not just. No, but really, what kombucha? (laughs) (laughs) But serious question, which which one? (laughs) My favorite, which I'm sad about. I'm I'm really because normally I get the has gap from pop culture brew. If you have not had pop culture, you need to. It sounded like you said ass cap. Yeah. I don't know what you said. <laughs> has cap, not okay. ass cap. Okay. Has, has cap? Has cap. It's a berry. So it's a berry that I believe, I could be fucking wrong, not an expert on berries, but I believe it's native to Japan somewhere, but it grows in our climate here as well. 
So it's like a blueberry in the sense that it's like a superfood, superfood, which I hate the word superfood. An antioxidant. It's yeah. got more antioxidants than blueberries. So that's its like claim to fame. Anyway, okay. they're, they're kind of tart and delicious like cranberries. So mm. they make a really good uh, pop culture does a really yummy half cap berry kombucha. And I'm obsessed <gasps> with it. Okay. I'm going to come to Nova Scotia. The 24th, 5th, and 26th, I think. Um, I'm going to stay with Mara. And I was going to see if we can all get together somehow and just have awesome. like a wild woman's meeting. That would something. be fucking fantastic. Ooh. I would be 100% down for this. I know Sarah would be, yep. I assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have kombucha. <laughs> I, I, I will bring some motherfucking ass cap kombucha. <laughs> yes, I love the ass cap. And then we can put champagne in it. Oh, I am there you go. so I'm behind that. So down. So down for this. Yeah. So Unless good. People are not partaking in champagne drinking. I'll partake. I will I'll partake. Also, I'll always real. partake. I'll always partake. <laughs> we will anyway. always. I feel like we're just swirling off, but I I'm super pumped that you're here. So you're a woman of many skills and passions, which I admire and love. And you also happen to have birthed some amazing fucking humans. But what I wanted to do uh, <laughs> is kind of talk about how I met you. Okay, I mean, yeah. That's a, that's a fun story. Well, I think technically I met you at Women's Summit the first time I went, but it was kind of in passing. I'm pretty sure yeah. you were there and you were talking about seed cycling. Whether it was like an actual workshop or it was in passing, I don't remember because I was with yeah. a fucking 10-week-old baby and I was like, I don't know what is up or down or what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But I remember that was like, I don't think we talked at all or really, but then the, was it the following year that we ended up in a yurt together while I was screaming across the yurt about anal sex? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I love you. I love her. Yeah. So you would, you would put on this workshop at Women's Summit, which was um, this amazing event where we all kind of collectively came together as women and shared our skills and talked about things that we're passionate about. And you did a fucking workshop or like a talking circle on sex. And I I was like, what? How did I not know that this person (laughs) was all about this shit? And so I went and I was like so eager, so fucking eager to talk about all the things. and. And I, I like publicly outed myself as having tried anal and loved it for the first time. Which I was like, I did because I remember you asking a question. No, I looked around. Nobody put up their hand. And I was like, All right, guys, I'm here. I'm loud and proud. (laughs) That's like your logo, loud and proud, Lindsay. (laughs) Loud, loud and proud. It really is, though. I love it. The other thing that I remember you saying or talking about at that workshop is you were talking about how you have all of these kids and I was like holy fucking shit this woman's awesome and then you were saying that you had like this voracious sexual appetite and that I think you said that you had been like on average you would fuck like six times a day or something yeah a long time not a long time ago but like less kids but like it's three times a day 
pretty much. Um, over the last, I'd say, month, I've kind of hit a, since I turned 31, I think my libido has come down a little bit. But I have been busy, like, really crazy busy for the last little while. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm just really tired and my adrenals are a little drained. But I, like, I want it and I think about it all day. When it actually comes time, I'm like, oh, my God, taking out my pants would be a lot of work right now. But Who I hasn't <laughs> been there, right? <laughs> Yeah. And then I just like feel guilty about it. But yeah, I do. Like, it's so important for not only your spirit, but your mind and your connection with your partner. And a lot of the times when we feel that we don't want to do it, we actually do. Because once it gets started, you're like, Mm. yeah, I can fucking get down with this. You sleep better. You Mm -hmm. have a better next day with your partner, even evening, because you're just connected on another level. And I'm not saying... that's what you should do to fix a relationship and just fuck all the time when you don't want to Mm. but sometimes you have to really have the conversation with yourself like why don't I want to am I I copying out because I just don't have any energy but there's lots of things that you can do and not need energy for you know that some men are really eager to do I have Um, one of those yeah right (laughs) and I'm fucking here for it and he's like if you just want to lie there if that's what you're into go for it I'm like how I'm feeling today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, total, I'm, in. I'm always into just lying here. Sometimes. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean you're going to pleasure me until I come? Yeah? That's what you're here for? Yeah? yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. But I do remember the six times a day, but that was like three kids less, maybe two kids Fuck, kids but less. still. still. That, ama- that, that number both amazes me and astonishes me. Yep. And, and seems impossible to me. But that's for, that's me, like personally, like uh, to me, that just seems impossible. And I have two kids and I'm just thinking six times a day. Because you would think if you do it like a couple of times throughout the day and then. Where are you finding time for this? Laundry, unquote, the laundry room or going to the bathroom. Like it's a quickie. Like you, when you and your partner are really connected and Mm. um, know each other sexually, you kind of know where to go from there right so Mm. like my husband and i can get each other there fairly quick because we just know the right spots where to go we don't fuck around we're like all right we have five minutes like let's go we can get it done if that's what we have to i don't necessarily like doing that all of the time because Mm. then it just doesn't feel as um you're like as connected but also Mm. at the end too you're like man i just made you come in less than five fucking minutes like yeah self high five like I'm amazing you know what I mean even with him like you just once you know your body and know your partner and get comfortable you can create that mm-hmm. really quickly and it's just finding again no excuses because people can come up with a million excuses mm-hmm. and at the end of the day it's like are you really into your partner mm. are mm. like because I'm or, tired or, or this or or yeah. are you it could be the other conversation of, are you just feeling really uncomfortable or disconnected from yourself? Well, yeah. exactly. There's right? that one. Yeah. So are you into your partner? How are you feeling about your self-esteem? And are you being listened to? Because I find a lot of the times when I feel unlistened to, mm. or if I'm not, my needs aren't being met outside of the bedroom, my tendencies to want to engage in that feel a little bit more distant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not as willing to because then I feel disconnected from that person. 
do you know what yeah. I'm trying to say yeah it's hard it's hard to explain I don't want to I don't want to and I don't like the word put out I think it's a fucking stupid word but I feel like it will make the most sense mm-hmm. yeah like, I don't want to put out um or receive my partner if I feel like I'm not being heard or my feelings aren't being validated absolutely yeah 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 you must be personally and this is so I'm just going to make an assumption and you can correct me if yeah. I'm wrong Mm-hmm. But you must be in a fairly good space personally, like individually, like just you, like with your mind, your heart, your pussy, you must be very connected and you must do a lot of work to stay connected because I find that when I connect all of these things, then I am more in tune, I am more turned on and I do mm. want to have more sex. Yeah. And then when I'm out of flow, I'm out of sync, I'm like, fuck, no, get away from me. Like there's something I need to fix. But I don't yeah. know how to articulate that. Mm. But you must be like, you must be pretty on your fucking shit. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I am, most of the time. But like I said recently, I'm not. And I think too, like I'm having mm. body image issues mm. right now. And I think it has to do with Instagram. And I'm really trying to monitor what I'm seeing. And um, I've had a lot of babies. I don't look that way anymore and I don't think I'll ever even with surgery I'll never look that way anymore you know and I guess like growing up in the year that I did and the internet and messaging like I learned from porn basically right and that's in my mind how I thought that women are supposed to look and Mm -hmm. be and I'm reconditioning myself lately because that's not true you know? Mm -hmm. And so right now I think part of my hurdle and part of the reason why I don't feel as sexual is because I'm having a hard time looking at myself that way right now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I still want to do it, but then when it comes down to it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Then I think and shut it down. And then I shut myself down and I'm trying to not be able to do that anymore. And, you know, my husband thinks I am beautiful. He always wants it from me. And we've always had a healthy sex life. Mm. And the shift is me. The shift is Mm. my way of thinking right now. Mm -hmm. And I am coming up with all these excuses lately too, because I'm insecure currently. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For sure. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's a super important conversation because I, it's one that I know you're not alone in at all. We all in some way, shape or form feel that pressure and insecurities and lots of us to different degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of, I mean, everyone sitting here is, is, is blessed with so much privilege in being relatively thin, able-bodied white women. So we don't have the same experience as somebody right. who is in a larger body or a disabled body or whatever. But that doesn't mean that we're sorry. There's a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. I thought it would be quieter here. <laughs> this Harley drives by. Like, What's happening? Um, I totally am losing my train of thought. But yeah, motherhood. So motherhood is this, motherhood and aging completely changes and transforms your body's terrain. And there's not enough normalization or opportunities for us to see the, A, the varying bodies that are out there and that are available, touched by motherhood or not, but then also like the transformation that happens to a body through motherhood. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's, it can be so paralyzing to suddenly feel like you have this new terrain and this new body and feel like you are the only person that's dealing with this mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and you don't feel like yourself anymore. And it's yeah. so hard 
to be in that space of feeling turned on or feeling like you want to connect with your partner or even be seen by your partner where you're like, yeah, I don't even know how to see myself yeah. right mm-hmm. in this. Like, I don't understand. Fucking preach. What's going on. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking preach. You're right. But these- yeah. I think it's really important to acknowledge that this is normal for so many of us. Like this is incredibly common um, thought process for a lot of us. And it can, it can happen at any stage. You could have one baby and it hits you right away. You could have like three babies and it's never been an issue until like they're nine years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you, you never, you never know when that is going to sink in. Right. When you're like, Oh fuck. Fuck. The real shitty thing is, is my husband's used to a certain thing, right? He's used to a certain amount of sex all the time. So when it started to go downhill, he automatically assumes that it's him. Yeah. You know, it must be me. Are you attracted to me? And I get all this, like, no, I don't want to say pressure because it's not pressure, but it's like questions that then Mm. in return make me feel like, oh shit, you know, like he doesn't get it. And now... Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it gets confusing because um, there is a big ebb where it used to flow. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, you're 30 now. You're hitting that like peak of sexuality. I'm like, holy shit. If I'm going to hit my peak, like that's 12 times a day. Who has time to have sex 12, 13, 14? Like, well, I'm going to be a nympho. Like, <laughs> so there was this like expectation because everyone would be like, wait till you're 30. And now I'm 30. And I'm like, I'm fucking tired as fuck. Yeah. You know, I don't don't fucking blame you. I mean, yeah, Yeah. I'm, I'm like, and this is the thing that amazes me. So I, right now I was really excited for this conversation because I am living in the space where I've got a four-year-old Yeah, and I also have a one-year-old. By the time this episode comes out, I will have a one-year-old and my one-year-old is a complete different fucking bag of tricks than my four-year-old ever was like my four-year-old I was having so much more sex raising my first than that's not entirely true I'm having a lot of sex you're having a lot of sex now I am having a lot of sex now it was a lot easier for me to find spaces to have more sex with my first than it is with the dynamic that we have now not only do we have two humans that we're trying to like shuffle away and put somewhere yeah alexis i could sit her down in front of the tv if i had to put on a show she'd stay for fucking hours if i wanted her to and we could fuck until the cows come home yeah Fallon, she has an attention span of maybe five minutes if we're lucky and she's the baby that will get into fucking everything like Mm. eats the dog food eats the cat food i've found her with like rocks in her mouth like yeah pulling like she's the baby that will get crushed by furniture like yeah. or electrocute herself or break a limb or like, <laughs> like it's, it's fucking unreal yeah and so i'm like how the shit how the shit do i fuck in this space right. like how how and it's not been that la- it's like not for lack of wanting a lot of the times there was periods of where i was when i went through that like zero libido phase and there's moments where i'm like i'm doing some internal work so i don't want you in me right now right well I have an answer for that because I have two of those and they were my last two and it was oh (laughs) my husband just came out and flashed me oh yes (laughs) he's just like speaking up (laughs) yeah that's so funny I love it okay well so we have two of those the younger two Yarrow and Juniper and it's just a lot of teasing so like sending dirty text messages because men are really um, 
turned on when they see things like yeah. when they read them because they're penal gland right they're oh, that's where it, too, yeah so it's just doing that sort of stuff and having like an extended amount of foreplay so when yeah. that little one does crash out for a nap or a sleep you literally have five minutes but you're yeah. so pent up and so wet that you could just like fuck in two minutes this was a, this is, I love that you're saying this because this is exactly what we've been doing. But sometimes the part that's really hard is sometimes it's a stretch of like a week and a half. Yeah. Like yeah. There's literally no time to get it in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, sometimes we'll sacrifice sleep. Yeah. That's the, that's the other thing though. But it so comes you- to a point where we were both, not only us, sacrificing from the lack of sleep but then the family was sacrificing from us not sleeping so we had to like rein that in a little bit so it's it's been it's I find it's like this really interesting dance of yeah of making sure that I have what I need because fucking self-pleasure game is a whole other bag of tricks of because I think it's imperative to make make time for your own self-discovery and pleasure um which sometimes feels like a whole other thing to try and fit in. It's just one more thing on your, your list of things to do. I know, but mm. it's, but fuck, that doesn't feel good to me. I don't no. want that. I, I want to do it because I'm turned on and I want to, and I'm curious and I'm interested. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I'll have a baby biting at my ankles. Yeah, I know. Fun. But it's like, it I mean, is the game right now. It's That's the, like, it's the game right I, now that you're in. I think. Sucks. I, but I think there is possibility for more pleasure if you kind of bring more place, playfulness into the equation. Or sleep train your baby. Well, that too. <laughs> That's what I did with Juniper. I had to sleep train her because I was going insane. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't getting sex. I wasn't getting any alone time or space. The family was crazy. It went against everything mm-hmm. that I believed in up to that point. But I will tell you, it's what saved my relationship, not only with my husband, but with the mm. rest of my kids and my friends and family. Um, and I'm not like ad- like advocating right now, sleep train your child. But yeah. like, you can always do it. I did it in a really gentle way. And mm. it, it saved my life, basically. Mm. Like, I was going insane. She's the sixth one. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, I had tried it all and I was tired of the fight. I was tired of feeling shitty and rushing bedtime or then like getting frustrated because then they feel the the energy because you just want to have sex. You just want to be with your partner, Yeah, you know? And another thing is, is like the other thing that really helps is Dale and I, no matter what time it is, we give each other one hour every night. That's it. Like one hour, even if it's midnight, and even if it's just like cuddling in bed and we fall asleep mm. and then wake up later, but I used to set a sex alarm for 4 a.m. because I knew that I was safe. So every morning at 4 a.m., our sex alarm would go off and we would have sex at 4 a.m. That's actually kind of that's amazing. That's awesome. And that's the same thing now is that it goes, it, like it naturally goes off at 4 a.m. now and we're just there, you know? Oh, I so love that works I too. Love that idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've been one of the things that I've been missing lately a lot is morning sex. Like I <sighs> desperately miss morning sex. Like it is my favorite ever to be able to have like sex when I first wake up in the morning and then lounge around in bed and cuddle and then like get coffee when I want it. Like that oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I've never had that. I don't know what that is like to be able to do that. 
because I've had kids since I was 18 years old. <clears throat> so I've never really had that like lounge around. Plus I don't have any help over here. No one, my parents don't live close mm. and we just don't have a sitter because no one wants to be using six kids. Like they're like, fuck no. So that is like different. But right now I teach yoga really early. So my class starts at 6.05 and my alarm goes off at 4.30 and nine times out of 10, that's kind of when we schedule in our sex time in the morning. Um, if there's not a kid, if there's a kid, what was happening is we were feeling a little bit more frustrated, you know, yeah. because we, our alarm would go off and then there's a kid and we're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and know, now what? Most times, um, like right now we're in the process of transitioning Fallon into her own bed. Cause that was the thing yeah. for me like that before I was like, I need to at least get her started in her bed. Cause then that gives us the space where I feel like there is more room for fucking mm-hmm. like just met, like it just feels better to know mm-hmm. that like, we have our bed to ourselves. I love yeah. having a family bed. I love sharing my bed with my babies, but I wanted her out of my bed a lot sooner than I did with Alexis because yeah. of that needing the sexual connection with mm-hmm. my husband. So we've been transitioning her into her own bed for the last, I want to say two or three months now. And it's been great. And it's, and that's the point where our sex like kind of skyrocketed again, because we had the opportunity of having our bed back, even though usually at like two in the morning or something, she'll end up in bed with us again because it's just easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, right it still makes a huge fucking difference of having or knowing that like most nights we have like a four hour window where that bed is ours and ours alone. Yeah. And it's a game changer. Fucking game changer. It is. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to ask, how do you keep yourself inspired to feel turned on? Um, it's just my neighbor just walked by. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're just talking about sex here. Come into the van, have a conversation. <laughs> See, life of a mom, right? Like, I have like eight kids in my house right now. <laughs> um, that yeah. blows my mind. Inspired. It. I find a lot of self-love. Mm-hmm. You know, like the small acts of dry brushing, self-massage. Like, sometimes if I'm really feeling yucky and just really not into it, I'll hop in a warm shower, but take in almond oil and really start massaging my whole body and like focusing on my breast mm. and nipples. And then I'm like, oh yeah, this actually is really great. I like this. And yeah. it's that sort of stuff. Or like, weird thing is, is Dale has amazing hands. So <laughs> I love his hands. So when he's like doing work with his hands, I'll go and watch him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> his hands or him ch- chopping garlic for some reason the way his little the little piece of garlic and his big man hands i don't know what it is it's me insane it's oh like my those, God. Those you need to, like video that for oh. you and then you can just like whip it out at any time yeah like, yeah oh. or- no, chop that garlic. Oh my god. That's so embarrassing to say No, it's not. No, it's awesome. No, no, no. It's fucking awesome. The thing we're wearing sexy things underneath your clothes like I don't own a granny panty no I'm in so I'm now in this space where I'm starting to wear I've started wearing underwear yeah often because I can't find a bra that fits me but I'm having one custom made for me which I'm really excited about and I will later yeah um I'm waiting until it gets here and then I'm gonna be like oh 
women get this, but she's literally custom making it for me where it's going to be like a C on one side and a triple D on the other. Nice. Because that's my boobs and I want like it sucks to have this like yeah. empty space on one side and mm-hmm. then I feel like I'm not full or yeah. right so it's this weird feeling so that hasn't been working for me but yeah. I've been wearing a lot more panties and even just like bikini cut cotton panties have me feeling so hot as fuck I yeah. don't know why there's something about like take my panties off that just gets me going yeah, yeah. or and, wear like, like- crotchless underwear I did that the other day I so I I did a whole photo session for Fallon has been getting better with her sleep and this is the other thing that's been really great where she's a maniac and crazy all day but her napping is getting better and her sleep at night is getting better unless she's like cutting teeth or on a leap so it's like finding more of a a like consistent with her which is game changer mm. you have amazing angel boys that sleep oh i know yeah i they yeah we have a lot of time at night to have sex <laughs> oh yeah but that doesn't mean that we're having sex but yeah. i know um, but sometimes like night is just not con- like oh like oh, afternoon yeah. would be amazing i ollie huh? and i always call it afternoon delight you know that song yeah afternoon <laughs> delight yeah That's, yeah yeah it's honestly the best yeah yeah that Nighttime, would be like- i'm like i'm spent i'm absolutely spent right. so the other day put on the whole number did did photos sent him all yeah. the photos and then was like you need to come home and fuck me now but instead what i did is i left it on under my clothes and so when he came home and i was like guess what i'm still wearing <gasps> well played nice. well played <laughs> right so- and we were like walking around the neighborhood with the kids and I was like, yes, yeah, still wearing it. Can you see it? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It was so much fun. I love that. That see that's that's it right there too. And also I find like exercising. The more mm. I do keep up with my yoga practice, the more that I walk, the more that I ride my bike and do things that inspire me and fill my cup as a person, mm-hmm. the more sexual I am and the more willing I am to share that. I think it's I think it's also just like the science of endorphin highs. Like the more endorphins you're experiencing, like the more yeah. um, you're getting that high off life, like the more you're feeling good in your body, the more that you're gonna want to to continue mm. that goodness. I know also there's like that that confidence thing. So for me anyway, anytime I'm feeling like physically strong or able in my body, yeah. Whew, Look at it. I am like, yeah. yeah, seriously though. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, the, the same uh, for my partner. Yeah. Yes. I know. Like, I get it. I <laughs> when they're feeling strong, the, the sex is a whole other level. When they oh feel like God, they have yes. done something, that's another thing. Positive reinforcements to yeah. like is encouraging the other partner and not like in like a manipulative way, but like no. really, because men really like to hear it. You know, they love hearing that they did something good, that they're doing a good job, that whatever it is, is uh, that you're turned on, that they're yeah. sexy. They really love that in touch too. They really enjoy that, that touch. Well, this is where like understanding the five love languages is yeah. really important too. So like understanding what your partners, because it's not always a man for, for um, everyone, Right. Yeah. Um, but actually getting your partner to go and do the love languages quiz and like understanding what their specific love language is and then bringing that 
into yeah. your sex life. Like we just had great, amazing sex. Do I want to like give you a gift? Is that, is that what I need to do for you? Or do I want, do I want to do a gift for you? Yeah. Um, or do I, do I need to like verbally tell you and praise you that way? Or do I need yeah. to show you by like giving you an extra blowy this week? Because I am just yes. so like loving what we did last night. Yeah. Right. So like finding the yeah. right or the best language or method for your partner yeah give them that praise and that reinforcement and that like ooh yes like more of that please um that is so true have you okay i'm just listening to you speak you kind of to me seem like this it's almost like sex is like an art form for you like you're really dedicated to inspiring this and to practicing it because it's something that you understand is good for you and I, and it's good for everybody and i and i think that that would be a great thing for all of us to understand is that sex is in itself this creative outlet and you seem like you're you're very you know you're you're practicing it every day which is really really inspiring but what i was wondering was i heard you say a little while ago that you had kids at 18 um, or you had your first child at 18. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, what was your sex life before 18? Like, what, what, did you meet your husband at 18? No, I didn't. Um, okay. So I didn't want to have kids. Actually, my first three kids were conceived on three different types of birth control. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, these were not planned at all, wow. <laughs> nor was it in my plan to ever have kids. But no, I was, I didn't. I was one of those people who didn't have boyfriends or girlfriends. I just loved whom and what and wherever I wanted. And I didn't like to be held down. I did have one oh, serious um, boyfriend, yeah. but it like, it just didn't work out because that just wasn't who I was. And I, I, I'm very wild and free and I have a lot of respect for my husband because to be married to me is not easy, you know? And I just, I've always had that thing. It wasn't until I met my husband that I was like, I actually don't want to have sex with anyone else. Mm. Really? Like it's not in my game. Like I, it was the first time that I was in all aspects. Mentally. What did you say? Oh, I was like fully um, satisfied in all aspects, physically, mentally, and sexually you know, I felt safe. I felt like I didn't have to perform. I didn't felt like mm. any of, of that. Right. Um, wow, where before that's, that's rare to find, you know, yeah. so immediately. Right. Yeah. And I did, I had a lot of sexual partners. I will admit mm. that I was very promiscuous, I guess, as my mom would say, but <laughs> I just, you with <laughs> yeah, when that song came out, I was like, it's my jam. Mom, yeah! you but you being <laughs> promiscuous, I mean, there's, um, in all of the partners that you had, did you feel safe enough? Like, did you feel safe in who you were to be able to pr- be promiscuous? I guess is what I want to say. Like, because mm-hmm. a lot of women, you know, it's, it kind of comes down to, I remember you saying something about pornography and you're kind of having to rewire your brain right now. And I feel like when I was young, I was very promiscuous, but I feel like it was kind of like ingrained in me because of the pornography I was watching to be promiscuous, to be kind of wild and untamed. And then when I met my husband, I kind of realized that, holy shit, wait, 
this is what what sex is like yeah i was like wait what Uh, oh being safe and like being able to like show my actual self like shit okay this is really fucking weird so like what was all that other stuff about like what right was that was that stuff wrong was like was i not showing my true self like sort of thing it's learning it was learning it was experiencing it was not no like when you know better you do better right and without experience without failure without Mm -hmm. any of the stuff that you ever went through sexually you would not be where you are or know the difference between right and wrong like Mm -hmm. you can read a lot of books but sometimes it just doesn't sink in you're like okay and and i think it's important to clarify like right and wrong for you as an individual in your exactly exactly um and thank you that's a good point Mm. the thing with I was promiscuous, but I had a I had a really rough introduction to sex. Um, I would say from grade eight until I was sixteen, I was that a lot of shitty things happen. A lot of stuff taken from me, blackmail or forced, and that sort of stuff in like the sex world. So when mm-hmm. I turned sixteen, I was like, you know what? This is my terms now. You know, I've oh already, this has already happened. This has already happened. This has already happened this is all my game. This is a game now or something. And I just did it. I was like, I'm not going to be owned by anybody. If I'm having sex, it's going to be on my terms, how I want it with whomever I want, whenever mm. I want it, if it's acceptable for the other person, no one is taking anything from me anymore. Nobody is telling me who I can be. And that's when I like rose up in my sexuality. Mm. When I rose up as a woman, I actually met my best friend at 16 years old and she was behind me. And she was having this conversation with this other girl about another girl being a slut. And I turned around and I was like, would you say that to her face? Like, we are girls. We need to stick together. And I like had this like speech. Wow. And she was like staring at me like, oh my God. And then a couple of weeks later, she came up to me and she's like, thank you. You're absolutely right. And I was like, yeah, like, who are we? Men can do this. Boys do it all the time. And it's okay. Mm. you know and they're like way to go you banged three girls last night like do you know what I mean and then if I was to do that they'd be like oh she's a whore she's up with three guys last night you were 16 when when you had these this revelation because that that's incredible I thought so too and like that was how old was um what year would have that been I graduated in 06 that have been like 2004 wow yeah and I just like I didn't have many girlfriends. No girls liked me. I didn't care. Like I had the worst reputation because people were just jealous. They didn't understand what Mm. kind of creature I was. And I didn't care. You were a badass bitch. Yeah. I was like, don't, you know, you want to be friends with me. That's great. But I'm not going to participate in you slamming other girls because I know what it feels like. Wow, like awesome. I can have sex with whoever I want, whenever I want. That's my choice. You're not going to take it from me. You're not going to call me names about it. Oh my God. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> 16. Oh my God. Yeah. And like, cause this is kind of what I'm realizing. I'm turning 30 on Saturday. Oh and my God, I- happy almost birthday. <laughs> and uh, yeah. 30, 30, bitch. <laughs> And so this past month, the, uh, June, was a really weird month for me because it's been like a, a year since I started this whole sexual revolution for myself. And yeah. I had this exact same thoughts that you had at 16, where I finally was like, no, Ma, like, you need to take your sexuality, you need to take that power back. You need to take that for yourself. That's for you and nobody fucking else. It's not for your husband, it's for nobody else, but for you. Mm. And if you want to share it, 
cool. But if you don't, you don't fucking have to. Yeah. So for, like hearing that you had those thoughts at 16, of, of course you are in the place you are now because you took the power back and you then went forward at 16. You were like, you know what? No, I'm going to have the, the pleasure that I desire and I want. And you started carving that out and you desired it and you inspired yourself like that, man. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That really is. You're an incredible person. Oh, thank you. I, like, I, it was hard. I was bullied and it was miserable. No one understood me. I know my mom, I think had a little bit of a hard time with it because she wasn't like that. And she didn't yeah. understand where I was coming from, but I'm a sexual person. I enjoy it. Yeah. But I'm going to enjoy it on my terms. Fucking A. Yeah. Fucking right. Yeah. Amazing. So, and that's like what I, I, I try to instill in my girls. I have four girls and it is really hard. And I had to switch the language with, you can't do that. You can't do that here to, it's not safe to yeah. do that here. So like they're touching themselves or exploring that. And instead of me being like, no, go up to your room because they associate that with them taking a break and that they're doing something wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just not safe to do that around people that you are not comfortable with, you know, yeah. um, people might feel unsafe when you're doing that too. So yeah. this is, you know, it's changing oh, like the that. language. Yeah. I Cause like you that. don't ever Dude. want them to feel bad. No. And this is, we've been navigating this for sure with Alexis where, um, she's like me. She just likes to have her hand on her pussy all the time. Yeah, and that's great and all, but it's the conversation of like this is not the this is not the place like this Mm -hmm. is not okay. Like I I would love to help you create space in your room for you to do that. This is just something that you share with everybody right now. Like be be choosy, be choosy with who you who you want to share that with, or fuck, I don't know. Yeah, fucking no. But it's 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 very like. It's hard to navigate the space of empowering their sexuality and their connection with their bodies while also being like, let's keep it safe and not on my couch cushions, please. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a really sharp edge. Maybe we can find something softer to rub it on. Like yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> also, did you wash your hand? Please, for the love of God, go wash well, your hand. Boys yeah. are like that too, but it's like highly more accepted. Mm. because they're just like oh that's a that's a boy thing they just do that you know mm-hmm. okay but when a girl does it it's like oh my god it's so uncomfortable like people get so weird when a, a little girl is doing that and boys are just like winging their dicks out right. just mm-hmm. massaging like, their penises left right taking cups and Whoa. jamming it in like yeah. does it fit <laughs> yes it do like they just <laughs> do the weirdest thing and everyone's like oh isn't that cute but a girl they're like you shouldn't get her to do that. Why? But even then, like, I, I, I would like to think that if I had a boy, it would be the same. It would be the same thing. Like, great, awesome, go to town, just not at the dinner table, maybe? Yeah, well, that's the conversation. Like, there's things that I, I think I have said over the last little while that I'm like, we don't stick our penis on our plates, okay? That's not what we do. At a family dinner, if you want to stick a penis, your penis on a plate later, you can have that or just... Not at the dinner table. Yeah. Right. 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 I legit said the same thing to Henry tonight at dinner. He was butt naked sitting there. What the fuck was he eating? Oh, he was eating (laughs) corn and like smearing it on his dick. And his hand was like all buttery. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) 
He's seriously, it up. he's, he's literally lubing it up. He so loves it. He loved it. Like that's every man's dream. Fuck. Lube it salty, up salty butter. Please don't put salty butter in your vagina, though. Like salty butter dick. Not let's not take a butter lubed dick and put it in your vagina. I'm pretty sure you're gonna get a yeast infection. Uh, Use yogurt and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or cultured butter if you if you really got to do butter. Like make make sure it's cultured. <laughs> if you really got to do the butter. Yeah, yeah. I fucking need the butter. We need to put this butter on my dick. Well, I- <laughs> <laughs> says someone probably somewhere and i'm oh, no judgment there i didn't judge henry i was just like man not at the dinner table okay <laughs> like <Not> well, <laughs> people are trying to eat and i love things. that you're being creative yeah, <laughs> however <laughs> Can we create a safe environment for your creativity yeah. with your butter deck? Yeah. Yes, safe environment. This is not a, there are knives and forks present. This is not there a safe zone. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Oh my god. I love I love that you brought up that that <sighs> conversation about like using safety as like the mm-hmm. the message yeah, of let's let's allow this to be safe for you and also safe for other people present like mm-hmm. we don't know and the other thing that we're actively like working on right now is enthusiastic consent that's a big one that we're trying to drill home fucking hard right now because especially at four like impulse control is not not high mm-hmm. um, yeah and she's a very touchy-feely kid but she'll like hug you without asking and like hang on and not let go and, yeah and we're really working like if somebody is not giving you an enthusiastic yes or like giving you the body signs of like yes I want this yeah no you need to respect that that's a no because you would want us to do the exact same thing for you mm-hmm. well consent is huge and I will tell you there's two phases of consent right now you're in phase one of consent and then you they become teenagers or tweens where they think the entire world revolves around them oh. and then you have to do the second wave of consent where you feel like I thought I drilled this into your head when you were younger but right. now I have to re-fucking do it but it's on different levels um which I will have an example and I'm not going to say any names. I had one child who it, I have one child who's really, really curious, like overly Mm. and doesn't know where boundaries are. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where it's a bit concerning. Um, We have a friend that comes over constantly, like a a little girl who plays with the girls constantly. And um, one day my daughter wasn't wearing underwear, which she never does, but she wears short shorts. She's just in this weird stage right now and so her vagina was just out and Mm. the other girl was just like you're not wearing underwear and she's like yeah you're right and she just pointed it out and so then the next day she like checked the other girl was just like are you wearing underwear today just asked her and like poked at her shorts Mm. and she's like ha ha yes and it was just funny but then she thought it was okay because she did it and this my daughter was okay with it yeah yeah. so she started to do it to the other girl but like kind of aggressively like pulling the shorts down peeking down the shorts like actually coming in contact and it was i could hear no please stop 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 no i don't like that yeah and then the girl runs in my house and then my other daughter runs in the house leaving the other daughter outside who had done all this Mm -hmm. and then my other daughter comes down the stairs saying can you please talk to this girl because Mm -hmm it's making our friend uncomfortable. And I was like, yeah, I will. So I went to go explain it to her and she like flipped her lid. Well, she did it to me. I'm like, okay, 
you're right. She did do it to you. Did you say no? No. Did you say stop? No. Did she persist and keep doing it to the point that you felt unsafe and sad Mm. and upset? No. Okay. This is what you did to her. Mm. You didn't listen to her words. Just because she did it to you and you allowed it doesn't mean Mm. that you have the right different person, different body. Yeah. And it, but it didn't click. She didn't get it. But it was okay with me. Why isn't it okay with her? She's not you. Yeah. And that's a hard, that's a hard lesson. We're actually dealing with this now in a lot of ways too, Mm -hmm. where it's like that exact same conversation of, well, well, I want to hug. Like I want to hug and it's okay. And she hugged me first. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Like that's not just because you wanted it in that moment and she gave you one doesn't mean that she still wants one from you she is giving you clear signs especially and it's hard when it's like the other the other person is a nonverbal baby mm-hmm. or like you like she's pushing you away she's screaming like she's trying obviously not happy yeah yeah right so it just because it happened doesn't mean it's always okay ever right I mean, it doesn't matter like fuck this goes for like your sex life and marriage too like just because you do it just because it just because it went in your ass once doesn't mean it's okay always exactly right just like just because we used to do it six times a day it still won't be like that yeah but even though it would be nice but it's just not right like it's the same everything can change and and consent is so fucking important and it's it's hard as shit as parents to teach that I just heard it, a bird. I did that too. was nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like a bunch of birds like, right there. There's like a whole family. <laughs> that was so like, What are we talking about? But it's hard. Yeah. Like, it's, a hard it's a hard conversation. And then it's also one of those, like, it's one of those ones, like, anytime we're having the conversation around consent or boundaries or anything, I always kind of walk away from it where I'm like, fuck, did I handle that well? Did yeah. I navigate that right? But I think it's important to have that that kind of downloading of the process of of evaluating your own okay well what could I have maybe approached a little differently well it comes down to this whole thing as a mom like I'm speaking mom because I'm not a dad I can't speak for dad or men because I'm not them but as moms we do things even when we don't want to and we're constantly like this is what we should be doing this is what we Mm -hmm. should be doing but I got in the habit a long time ago from saying you know what mommy doesn't want to hug right now I love you still. I'm really upset. This is my every day. This is, this is the conversation that we are having every day because where I have such a high physically demanding, needy, like almost toddler, yeah. I have to say no to Alexis. Like it, and it's not, I, we have the conversation. It's not that I don't love you, baby. It's not that I don't want to give you hugs and kisses, but right now it is not an okay time. Mommy right. to say no right now. Yeah. And that's where I went wrong with my first two is I never said no. It was always not right now. How about we try this? Wouldn't this be nice? We can Mm -hmm. come back to that. It was never no. So when my son, my eldest, my really big tween became older and he started to hear the word no, we went through months of what I thought he had like ODD oppositional defiant disorder I was Mm. like holy man but then I realized no it's because I never said no ever I Mm. never set him up for the word no Mm. and so he went through his life thinking this is where I think a lot of these extreme parenting things have an effect 
And I have a really big opinion about these one-sided parenting things. Mm. Like the extreme of attachment parenting, but me being one of them. I love attachment parenting and I attachment parented most of my kids to a certain extent. Yeah. But when you're too extreme on the other, you have to realize that they still live in this world. When they come in contact with the real world, what is going to happen? Mm-hmm, we yeah. have not set them up with the skills to deal with what's going to happen. Yeah. We have not created very resilient children in that sense to know that it's okay to hear the word no. It's mm-hmm. healthy to hear the word no. That's a really interesting, interesting perspective and, and thought process that that I've, I've definitely had myself where it's because I am, I am a firm um, believer in a lot of the attachment pairing to principles and like yeah. sharing my bed and try like not, I don't, I've never really bought into the not saying no, but trying to use like redirection and things like that while also recognizing that my child's an individual and yeah. there will be things that she needs more firmness around that maybe don't fall in line with attachment parenting principles yeah well attachment parenting really works well for toddlers yeah because they get distracted easy and that's fine which high an attachment parent or redirect a tween oh not how about we try this instead they'll be like no i want to do this i want to do it now like yeah and they can argue with you and they they they're really smart and they get it and you're like well fuck (laughs) Like, don't you just want to hug? No? Yeah. You don't want to come yeah. lay in the bed with mommy? No? Yeah, how about we all take a, a big in breath no? in? Because now they're like, fuck your breath! Like, what? What did you just say? Like, oh my fuck God. your I breath! I can't even imagine. I cannot, I mean, like, I know I'm going to be in it. I know I'm going to be in it. And especially, like, and having a four-year-old, I, I feel like I'm just getting like a tiny, tiny, tiny glimpse of some of the sass and fuckery that is headed my way when she reaches mm. like between years. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a treat. It's going to be a fucking treat. It's then, really amazing. But then it's like, I'm in this place coming back to the whole like sex conversation where I'm like, how am I going to be getting it? Oh, holy fuck. I'm going to be needing to get it all the time or somebody's going to die. Mm. yeah yeah and when they're tweens it's harder because they're awake longer yeah but i don't i'm i and they're always around and they can hear and they listen and you're like it's too quiet they know what we're doing (laughs) like it's so hard to get away is that a problem though if they know what you're doing like this is this is where my brain is i'm like is it really Well, maybe maybe up. in your household I was like, you is would it, be all right with that. Would you be all right with hearing I'm not gonna be, having sex? I'm not going to be like, hey, we're going to go fuck now. No. Stay here. Like, no. Yeah, we live in a very small house. We do too. And like, two bedrooms. There's, yeah, so it's just really hard. And for me to be relaxed about it. Yeah, right? that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's like, I, if they hear, they hear. There's probably plenty of times that they have. But if I know that they're awake, then in my head, I'm like listening for the footsteps to the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like that's where I'm at. It's like they can pop up at any moment. And sometimes they're sneaky too because they're like, I know you're fucking. And they're like creeping to the door. But why why would you want? Do you remember being a kid? 
No, I don't remember ever. Like my parents <laughs> fucking was not. We we had a big, pretty big house. We had a pretty big house. Really? Yeah. So we had three floors. So they had plenty of places to fuck. Mm. Okay. I I remember like searching through like my mother's stuff. I'm sorry, mom. You know she's listening. But like, I remember looking through her stuff. Like I remember the day I found condoms. But that was yeah. a, a pretty as pretty wild as I think my fucking parents got was having a drawer of condoms. Yeah. So there wasn't like any toys or anything to find or like magazines or anything like that. And yeah. and it was but I never like never walked in on them, never heard them fucking, never nothing. But three floors. Yeah. Three floors. Three floors. But, and so or did you go to a friend's house where you like saw or heard or no. No. okay. Okay, it was just me. Like I was always looking out for them. Is anyone fucking in here? Because I don't wanna listen. <laughs> Who's fucking here? I want to know, and I want to peep a little bit. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic! Oh. But I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it'll be interesting when I get there. It's I not hard. I shouldn't say harder than. It's different. It's, it's the different same. Dynamic. Yeah, it's just, it's just different. It's like just as hard. It's just different hard. Different hard. It's different hard. The different hard. An evolution of hard. Yeah, the hardness just gets different <laughs> as you age. Okay, well, speaking of as the kids age, speaking of like creeping, have you guys been walked in on ever or and or frequently? Yes, yes. Um, but see, like in the morning, we've gotten really good at it. Yeah, and this is something I want to talk to you about too. Like, you just kind of get creative and know how to be quiet in positions that work best if you get caught and that sort of stuff. But yeah, it does happen frequently, especially with the littler ones, but they have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, I know that my oldest one did see, and I think he knew, but we just avoided it. We're like, <laughs> hey, guys, what's, what's like, happening? What are you eating for breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Good for you. Go. Bye. Shut the door. <laughs> Except for our bedroom doesn't have a door right now because we sleep in a living room. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, that's hard. That's fucking that's hard. A, yeah, it is annoying. But you just get creative outside, the, mm. like the deck, but we have a really close neighbor whom I'm sure called us the other day, but I'm like... <laughs> You're welcome for the show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every Tuesday this time. <laughs> yeah downstairs in the basement like we used to meet for laundry we had all of these little tricks but now like my, my kids I'm really lucky they all sleep through the night mostly unless right. there's accidents or nightmares but like nighttime is really good for us first thing in the morning you just have to find your time really and then if you you have a window be open to that window be like you know what I am fucking tired but it would be delicious to do it right one of the things one of the things that we're working on slash I'm really looking forward to mm -hmm. is Jeff works in an office that's like maybe a two minute drive away from our house. I'm really looking forward to when both of the kids are in school and we can fuck in the middle of the day and I can be like, come home. It's lunchtime. I'm not wearing any panties. Yes. Right. Like so yes. looking forward to that. Happening. Yes. So. Yes. That I know. Cause Yarrow and Juniper just started going to preschool and Dale was working in town a lot at the time. So he would show up at lunchtime and we were having sex like midday, like yes. lots, like a lot. I would like zoom them to school really quick, come back. Everyone would be gone. We'd have sex in the morning. Then he'd go to work, come back at lunch. We'd have sex again. Yes. I actually used to meet him 
um, when the other kids, before I had these other ones, when I had three, before I had I these would, other ones, yeah, I would meet him at work and we would, I would pick him up in the van and we would put the fucking seats down and have sex at his lunch oh, break wherever yeah. he was. Like, yes. Yeah. You know how many like buildings in Moncton and Halifax that are under construction that we've probably fucked in? <laughs> oh yes. And that my, my husband's job may be funding. <laughs> that I fuck in with my husband. <laughs> but those are like, you're on the right track. Like it's, you just have to, it's like a puzzle and it's right. different every time. Well, one mm. of the things, one of the things that I've always admired about you, um, in like the three years, I think that I've been loosely, loosely and more closely connected to you, yeah. um, is your playfulness. Like you have this playful energy about you that I fucking love. And I feel like <laughs> a lot of that is like some secret sauce to some really great sex opportunities. Yeah. Like, right like just <laughs> yeah. have 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 fun with the challenge of like sex while parenting like instead of just feeling like it's this mm. overwhelming it's never gonna happen I'm always tired this is so frustrating instead of staying yeah. there be like how creative can I get to make this work for us mm. it's how changing your attitude yeah, they're changing so much your power look in fucking shifting your attitude and like playing some games. Because how easy is it to not? How easy is it to give up and say, "Oh, this is just my life now." Yeah. How mm. easy is it to give up, basically? Like, but and I'm saying that in a way, like not offending anybody who not honestly a doesn't. Yeah. Judgmental way. Yeah, but there was times where I was copping out. Like, you know what? I'm just done. I'm giving up. And I felt angry about it. I'm like, this is just my life now. Like, this is who I am. Blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, it's doing it and showing up even like, I think of it like a yoga practice. Hmm. It is, it is, it is a practice and things yeah. get better with time. Things get better with practice. That's what I mean. It's like, it's your art form. You're practicing it, right? You're keeping yeah. inspired. You're realizing that by doing this every day, practicing this thing, it feeds you. It makes you a better person, a better mother, a better partner, whatever. Like yeah. how I view my art. If I say, Sarah, if you paint today, you're going to feel like on fire. You're going to feel on top of the world. You're going to feel so fucking good, girl. So just do it. Stop making excuses and do it. Mm. But yeah. switch that to sex. Because I know sex also makes me feel good. But And artistic. I, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It, it, it feeds all central. creative parts of myself and so that's you know one thing I'm taking away from this conversation and talking to you is is the reminder that having sex feels good in all aspects mm. mentally physically creatively spiritually it, it makes okay, you feel good okay uh yes if you're in a healthy sexual relationship I just want to add that as okay, a, as yeah. A, as a for me, I'm yeah. I'm speaking from yeah, yeah, from my point of view. Yeah, obviously yeah. that's kind of what we're we're going to assume without assuming that that's what we're in right now. People are in, you know, right. like obviously if you're don't like your partner, you feel unsafe, all those sorts yeah. of things. Then that's you a know, whole other, that's that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but like your vagina, your uterus, your G spot. They will all, it talks to you. It will tell mm -hmm. you when it hurts, what's going on in your life. What, like when your hips hurt, 
What are you angry about? What are you holding on to? Mm. So when, if you're having sex and it is uncomfortable, you can't get wet. Um, it hurts. You need to start asking yourself some very big emotional questions. Mm. So sex is also a great tool to finding out what's going on mm-hmm. with, with yourself. Like, yeah, it, it could be other health problems that are going on like deeper than that. But I find there was a point where I had a painful G spot and I wasn't being honest with myself or my partner. I wasn't getting enough sleep. I wasn't. And at that point I was, I will be honest, having sex because I didn't want him to find it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. There was a point that I was like, I need to do this, but it wasn't every once in a while. Like I was committing to that same pattern of six or more or under like even just four times a day when I was really energetically mentally physically drained Mm. I my adrenals my thyroid I went into a major depression Mm. but my uterus was hurting from it it knew that I was doing this from a wrong place I was Mm. tense it's just different when you approach sex in a negative way or when you're not aligned with your decision Mm -hmm. your vagina will tell you you will be in pain the next day you will get cut your orgasms will be painful. Your hips Working will hurt. Orgasms. Mm, like, mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, and that's, there's, there's a whole bunch of truth for that. This is why I love, I, there's this really fine line between showing up and doing it anyway, and also honoring exactly where you are and what you need in that moment. Mm. And it takes that awareness to be able to check in and okay, if I'm withholding sex, what is it that's going on? Is the withholding something that I need right now because I'm healing something, moving through something, mm-hmm. processing something? Am I mm-hmm. actively doing the work to heal through these things? Yeah. Or am I just in a space where it's more convenient to not be fucking and I'm actually causing myself more harm by not fucking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, holding on. Mm, yeah. It's this very like fine find space so it's I mean if you're in that place where maybe you've not been been very sexually active and you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like I'm going to start getting on getting on the horse figuratively and literally <laughs> uh if your husband or partner is a horse to you I don't know maybe that doesn't uh get on the monkey <laughs> <laughs> what because it looks like a sock monkey get the what right there this the mic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Your, your husband's dick looks like a sock monkey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what happened? <laughs> I don't know, but that was fantastic. But what I was going to say is if like, if you're listening to this and, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get back on the horse. I'm going to start doing the things. I'm going to fuck more. I'm going to make, I'm going to make more room in my life or take advantage of the spaces that are already there to fuck more mm-hmm. and you're yeah. doing it and something is not feeling good. Something is hurting or you're having like this reoccurrent thing. Okay. Stop, <laughs> stop. Don't just keep doing it. Do some, do some fine tuning, get in mm-hmm. touch with yourself, maybe get in touch with somebody like Sandra Bahia. Um, or Bahia who are people that we've had on our podcast in the past. So one is an, an energetic healer, Bahia and the other one is a naturopath who serves services. Services is a weird word. Serves. Serves. <laughs> serves. Yeah. Who will service and serve your pussy with uh, naturopathic goodness. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I think it's, there's also so much to be learned though. If you've had 
had that space where you've not been engaging in sex for a long time and then you do go back into it if i don't know if i'm not doing if i'm not acting i can't know what's up i can't really know right that, right yeah and it's keeping yourself educated i mm. read a lot i i love reading about sexuality i love reading about my yoni and i love reading all of these books about it and you know like there's um Yoni Shakti is a book that I really, really love. And it's, um, a there's like a yantra on the front page. And it's about aligning with yourself sexually mm. at your root. Which we're all about right now. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, and healing. Mm. Because like we can heal ourselves through our pleasuring, pleasuring ourselves. There's also a book that I'm reading too that is my absolute favorite. Um, um, Pussy. Have you read it yet? I'm reading it right yeah, now. I was going to say, Sarah's <laughs> in the midst of reading it, and then I'm hoping Yeah, it and she has this, an actual school. One of my really good friends keeps going to her workshops, and they're phenomenal. I would love to be able to afford that one day. It was funny, because I was going to mention this to you. I was like, girl, you should be at the School of Womanly Arts, because, like, everything you're saying, I feel like Mama Gina would be like, you, you're going to be the next <laughs> teacher, or, like, something like that. Like, I would be like, yes. <laughs> I praise the pussy god. <laughs> yeah. The great pussy in the sky, as oh she calls right. it. Oh my goodness. I just, the other thing too is again, like back to your question about um, how do I stay like turned on or in the mood. I also wear yoni balls. Yeah, yeah. So I insert them and I do yoga. Like I will go to a yoga class with them in to help strengthen my pelvis. And I will also do it just to kind of get a little bit wetter and more yeah. turned on throughout the day. Cause mine on the inside have like a jiggly ball. Ooh. So yeah. Like when I move it jiggles and it stimulates the wall. That is cool. Okay. You need to like give me the link for where you got this or like, yeah. I need to see what Ditto. this fucking magic is about. Cause I would yeah. love to, is it weird that I'm like, I would love to teach a yoga class while I've got that shit in. Yes. No, it's not mind. weird. I'm actually trying to put together and it's taking some time because it's one of those sensitive subjects that weirds people out. Like I talk about vaginas like I would talk about toast. Me too. You know, like, right? And it weirds people out. And I just, my goal over the next little while is to talk to teens about their vaginas. I yes. think that sexual education needs to be separated for a, a good period between men and women because yeah. The women, the woman anatomy, like that whole space is so sacred. There's so much going on. And there's these teenagers that come to yoga and they have no idea. I overheard a conversation and one was like, do you pee from your clitoris? And I was like, what? I also <laughs> thought you used to pee from your clitoris until like maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. And so I like chatted with them about it. I was like, as long as you're feeling safe, like let's talk. Cause you can't just talk to kids about vaginas. People get upset. Accurate. And I was like, I like, I can't really, but you know, I can try and answer your questions as much as I can if you like feel safe and they don't know. They have no one to talk to. They have the internet. Which is not helpful. No. And I think that a big part of it, I think we should get the kids, the boys and girls together for sexual education for sure. But I think a big chunk needs to be separated because girls are too embarrassed a lot of the times to say anything in front of these young boys. They're hormonal. They're turned on. They might like a guy in that class and they're not going to ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. I noticed that sexual education now is fear-based. You will get an mm -hmm. STD and die. Yeah. You know, like, um, kind of always been like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And it's just like, okay, yes, you can get STDs, you can get STIs, you can get AIDS, you can get HIV. Yes, let's talk about that. But let's not make it fearful because you're putting a bad label on it now. Because now mm. if you do get an STD or an STI, you're like, I'm being judged. Nobody likes me. I'm dirty. This is what my sex said. Like we're instilling these young brains with this negative. It is a part of life. Yeah. It really is. It is a shitty part of life. It's mm -hmm. not fun. It doesn't feel good. But this also happens from people who are ashamed to tell mm -hmm. people because we make them ashamed. Well, this yeah. is this is the other thing where if we're empowering our young generation in their sexuality, I firmly believe that there will be less spreading of sexually transmitted infections because we're taking the fear bases away and empowering them with knowledge and tools for you want to have sex great go for it do this make sure that you are like doing the have safe have smart sex like not even safe sex have smart sex have smart yeah. like embodied consensual sex like that's what we need to be focusing on instead yeah. of the fear-based you're gonna have you're gonna mm. get somebody pregnant you're gonna get a disease so don't do it at all like that's the hope Mm -hmm. in in spreading that message of like if I scare the shit yeah. out of you enough you're not going to do it but no what's going to happen is I'm going to feel so much shame as a kid and so awkward that I'm going to go ill-equipped and ill-informed and yeah. I'm not going to go and ask people what I need so that I can get the tools that I need and I'm just going to have a whole bunch of unsafe sex and end up in some really shitty situations mm -hmm. and there's just so many misconceptions mm -hmm. so many like I don't even know where to start with this. This is such a big topic for me because I like, I just, my girls know their anatomy like inside and out right now. They have Good. mirrors that they gaze at their yonis yes! with. They cruise themselves. They love it. I leave books out for them to read. Good. I just talk about it. I, you know, it's just so normal for them. They know about the fluids. They know about discharge. They know mm -hmm. all of that stuff. You know, they know what it's supposed to, if it smells like this, it's not necessarily good. Um, this is what, like wiping from front to back, like yes. wiping back to front can give you this and why, like how many holes you have down there. Like some teenagers don't even know any of that. This is where like, I love this because this is what we're also talking about with Alexis right now. Like these are all the things and it's just normal conversation for mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Like seeing, having conversations about menstruation and stuff like that. Um, and it's yeah. so important, but it's not the it's not the average for so many people. Yeah. However, I it's feel like shameful. Could, I feel like we could squirrel off on a whole other goddamn episode. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to bring up one thing um, about menstruation and sex. What are your guys' beliefs about that? We actually did a whole episode where we kind of talk uh, about it. Yeah, a little bit. I'm pretty sure. We, I don't which remember episode? which one it was. Ah, uh, riding the crimson wave. I think it was the first one. Oh yes, period sex. Period sex. Yeah. You mentioned, and it was more of a. So there's there's the belief around like withholding, and that's your time to shed, and you shouldn't be bringing like the energy upwards. That being said, I'm somebody who like occasionally craves sex on my period, like deep, visceral need. Um, not lately. Um, but when I was experiencing more cramping and things like that, like I would have moments where I'm like, I am so voraciously horny and there's something that I need that you have. And it would mm -hmm. like instantly make things mm -hmm. better for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause orgasms do help with the uterus contract and help get rid of that. I can't believe I missed that podcast. 
I think that's the only one that I haven't heard then. There's, there's I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. I'm going to listen to that one. Um, because I am that one that doesn't. Because I do mm-hmm. it so much, I believe five days or seven is my time. Mm-hmm. But I sometimes get a break in between the five and seven where I don't bleed for that day. And that's normally the day where I'm like, okay, I could, I could feel this right now. Mm-hmm. And I will. And then it'll bring things back on and I'll continue on. That only happens very rarely, but I really believe that that's my cleansing time. Mm-hmm. So I introduced blowjob week. <laughs> so that's what it is. It's blowjob week. That's fucking mom. fantastic. <laughs> Welcome so to the I week just, of blowjobs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Blowjob week. Um, sometimes it doesn't pan out on the first and second day because I'm like, I could kill someone. Yeah, I'm like, I a, blowjob is not, a blowjob is not what I want to be giving on day one and two. Like, 100% yeah. not. And and again, like, sex-wise, if we did do it, it's usually, again, around that time where, like, I also have that day where, like, period's gone, and then it comes back, and I'm like, oh, you're still here. Yeah. And it's yeah. usually that, that, that period of, like, things slowing down. Um, but there's still a bit of like distance because I like to use that in my favor sometimes where I'm like, I'm feeling turned on and I'm super slippery wet right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to town. Let's um, enjoy. But yeah, I never, I never do it if I don't, if I don't feel like if I'm not open to it, but I, I would not I, be given blowies for the first two days. I'm, I'm crushing, I'm crushing chocolate on the couch. Yeah. And crying. Yeah, that sounds about, and peanut butter. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I don't think, I actually don't think I've ever had sex on my, like, oozing period, ever. Like, ever, ever, ever. And it's something that I feel like I should try, because I like to try everything once. That is my motto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it feels good, I'm going to try it once. And that's, I think, the one thing I have with Dale that I didn't have with anybody else, that I feel so safe to either tell him I want to try something. We've literally tried almost everything i think there's like a few things that we have not tried and sometimes we're like yeah let, let's just pretend that never happened that's fair we're both not into that so that's cool and there's other times we're like wow why do i like this so much this is right crazy. you know like so i will try it i just have to get i think it's more shameful to me i feel yeah. messy or i feel like it's not right i used to have that I used to have that big time where I was like, I feel like it's, there's this weird programmed thing in my brain for a really long time that I was like, blood is dirty, blood is biohazard, like not safe, dirty, gross. And there was a lot of like reworking around that. But then when I did, it led to some really great shower sex. That's okay. Shower sex will never be better unless you're on your period. Mm-hmm. Because you know how, like, water kind of fucks up your lubrication system? When you've got a hefty amount of internal lube via blood, it is a grand time to fuck in the shower. Yeah. 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 I've had sex in the shower while on my period, but not, like, mid, not at the beginning, more towards the end. Mm. And I, I really enjoy that yeah. because, yeah, you're right. Sometimes in the shower, it's like, you're like things are just sticking, like like skin to skin, yeah, chafing. Yeah. What's oh, happening? Lip your lip gets like sucked in. Yeah, <laughs> that's pinching. You're like, oh, that's oh, pinching. Oh. Let's pull her back out. Let's. Oh, my labia's gone too far in. What's happening? This is the most that happened. <laughs> Come back, labia. Ooh. my poor labia. <laughs> oh my god. Um. 
this has been fucking delightful this has been fucking yeah. delightful thank you so much for thank sitting you. in your car this was fun. and chatting, yeah. and chatting <laughs> with us. this has been been such a grand time i wish i wish we could have done it like in in my living room but i'm so glad that you were willing to like jump on and do this uh, long distance thing Next thank time you then. for i've been trying to get down there but maybe if we do another one i'll be there yes. you just need I to think come we visit anyway yeah you have so much wealth of information that mm-hmm. i definitely think you're going to be on the podcast again <laughs> well we're going to be doing this forever so it's yeah bound to happen. and you're just super inspiring like already i'm feeling like oh fuck right yeah okay and i'm gonna like i want to have sex now <laughs> yes there is an app i use and an um, app yeah there's a, a sex, sex app, app so it's like sex positions yeah it gets pretty like you'll go through it really quickly but like you <laughs> it like you choose a side and then it tells you like oh we're okay i'm on my phone but i will link it to you oh please. okay yeah fucking do and yeah. we will post we will post yeah. the sex app in the den for yeah. everyone i want to see this sex uh app. because i'm super interested in the sex app and i feel yeah, like fun. everyone who's listening to this will be interested in the sex another app. product review Lindsay and Sarah try sex app for a week. What happens? (laughs) Fuck. Babies happen. Oh, no. (laughs) You guys get so serious. No. Not yet. I can't have babies. Verdict is out. Verdict is out for me, but for now, it's a hard no. Ollie has a vasectomy, so it's just, we're good. We're good. Same. But I'm taking sperm donation. Sperm donations. Oh my, god. oh my god. You're just like riding the high of being at a birth. <laughs> I know. I'm in an, I have it like two more coming up too. And I'm just like, oh, and then I can see the placenta. I, like, placenta is my favorite, right? And then I like yeah. see the placenta and I'm like, oh my God, I just want a placenta. I just want to eat it. Not you their just, placenta. That's very weird. That would be weird. Just, that would be weird. But I'm like, I miss my placenta. You know, like taking that pill every day. And that's fair. Oh my god, you're such a birth geek and I love it. I fucking love it. Um, <laughs> speaking you. of birth, we're gonna go talk about my birth for an we hour are. or yep. so, which is really exciting. We're gonna do that. Um, Yay, we'll have fun. Thank you. I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about it. But thank you again for doing this. You're a fucking amazing human. I am so grateful that you are in my sphere and that you are now on the podcast. I'm so thankful for the both of you and what you're doing for women. This is absolutely amazing. And I would have killed for something like this mm. a long time exactly, ago. This is exactly why we're doing it because yep. we also, we also would have killed for something like this. Yeah, and like it's this. benefiting us. So, right? you know. We're just having our fucking, oh man, our, my sex life's getting rocked right now <laughs> via the podcast. And it's the best. It's the best. Actually, actually, do we know if that episode's coming out before this or after? Before. Before. So actually, this is a special teaser for just you, Sam, because this will have already been out. And if you haven't listened to this episode yet, yep. then you probably should. Uh, Jeff and I sat down and, and recorded an episode together. I saw that on your stories. I was like, when is this coming out? <laughs> I'm excited about it because not only did we like, so you get like the lay of the land of like our dynamic uh, which is pretty fun. And he got a little bit trashed by the end of it. Not trashed, but a little, little drunk yes. by the end. But then I also ended up learning some things uh, that I didn't know, which was really exciting and fun. So that's amazing. Oh man, it's a good, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> I can't wait to I edit will... it. I know. And then you, you have yours with Ollie too. Yeah, we're doing that next week. Yeah. 
I will be sure to share this on my stories. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I love you, I love you, I love you. Have an awesome, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Momgasm podcast. Are you craving a little bit more of Momgasm? Are you maybe daydreaming about getting away to a quiet little part of the world to connect with yourself and other badass bitches? Well, guess what? You should come to our first retreat. We are hosting a weekend retreat this September at Windhorse Farms here in Nova Scotia. Together, Lindsay and I are going to cultivate some space just for you and the other badass bitches to get interested in yourself and your own brand of sexy through self-exploration, movement, breath, art, community, conversation, dance parties, and so much fucking more. Whether you're simply needing a getaway to recharge or you're ready to dive headfirst into a more vibrant connection with you, we've got you. We're almost sold out. So follow the Facebook link in our description for pricing and more details. But with that being said, if you want to come to the retreat, but you can't afford it, we get it. Sometimes you're called to something that just doesn't feel financially possible. We absolutely have been there. If you are in this position, do not fret. We are opening up submissions for a partial scholarship. We want to give at least one of you, our lovely, loyal, sexy listeners, the opportunity to come with a little financial assistance from us. We can't cover everything, but we can knock a good chunk off to make it a little bit more accessible for you. You can apply. To do this, send us an email at momgasmpodcast at gmail.com along with why you're called to this experience and what this scholarship would mean for you. Submissions will remain open until Friday, August 16th, and we will personally contact those selected no later than August 23rd. But one last thing before you go, I have one more little thing to say. It's kind of a big thing. The Momgasm podcast is in the final round of voting for Best of Halifax 2019. Yeah! Do you love us? Do you support what we're doing at Momgasm? Do you like seeing two badass mama jammas unapologetically doing their thing? Then you gotta go vote. I'm serious. We are so fucking excited for making it to the final round. But we want to see Momgasm make it to the end and take home gold, baby. Yeah, gold. It would generally mean the world to us. And it's a simply a powerful way to reaffirm this wild and crazy beautiful thing we are doing with this podcast. So go now and vote. Please, 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 please. Even if you don't live in Halifax, follow the link in our description. And actually, that's all I got for you. So yeah, go vote. Come to the retreat and subscribe 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 blah 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 subscribe please that's the only way that you're gonna know of the newest episodes coming out from momgasm so make sure make sure you subscribe you like you share you review you do all those wonderful things and that's it we love you Mwah.